Netflix released a recent movie that has been marred in controversy for its content. Um, the movie's called Cuties. And it's a movie about a group of 11-year-old girls who form what you would consider a twerking dance group, I guess. One of the characters' family members is against the adult style of dancing. And that's pretty much the gist of the movie. The movie has been called a pedophile's dream by so many people on social media. And even the director has received death threats made against her for this film. So I decided to get someone on to discuss it and joining me. To talk about this is author, podcaster, and T2Q show legend, Miss Crystal Hickerson. You know the name. Crystal's going on. Hey, Q. How are you? I am outstanding. And, you know, most people talking about this movie haven't actually seen it, uh, and myself included. I would throw that out there. However, that's why I have you here. You've seen the movie. So, like, without, I guess, spoiling it, can you give us the gist of what the movie is about? I mean, maybe a little more detailed than what I gave earlier. Well, um, on the surface, yeah. Uh, um, basically, that's part of the movie. It is about um, young girls, um, particularly the main character, um, who's 11 years old, who is um, <clears throat> interested in in doing, you know, a kind of a dance video or dance dance um, troupe. She had um, moved to this uh, area with her mother and father. And there's a lot of, if you don't want any spoilers, I guess, um, <laughs> there's a lot more going on here than just the um, the dance group. The, the dance group, as the trailer that most people have seen, is really not what this movie is about. <laughs> um, I feel that the trailer is a... Um, kind of a clickbait kind of a thing because as I was watching the movie, I realized that this is really not what this movie is about at all. It's mm-hmm. like a, a subtext. You know, it's kind of like um, you're writing a movie about a married couple and the husband happens to be a lawyer. So you may see some scenes regarding law <laughs> and him doing his job. Um, right. Or maybe even you may even see him follow a case or something like that. But um, the main part of the movie would be about the marriage. And that's kind of what this is. This is the main part of the movie is about this young girl and her dealing with issues that are happening in her life um, regarding her family. And um, so, yeah, that's what it's really about. And her, it's a kind of a pre-coming-of-age movie. So is the movie something – that people can watch with their family? I mean, can preteen girls watch this movie without any concerns? Well, that all depends on how you parent, I guess, um, and what you want your child to watch. Um, I would say this movie is a a definite, um, I would put it in the category of at least 16 and up, um, just to watch on their own. For uh, I think you would need to watch with your child, um, your daughter especially, in order to explain what's happening or to uh, open up a conversation with her um, about sexuality, about um, about you know the coming of age. Because really, this centers around, or not so much centers, but it, the the main theme is going from a child to, um, quote-unquote, a woman. 
And at 11 years old, a lot of young girls um, start to ministrate. And when they do that, they're, you know, by nature's eyes or by, you know, some people's eyes, you're considered a woman. And a lot of girls are told that you're now a woman because you can now bear children um, by nature. You know, you could get pregnant. So there's a new conversation that must be had with the young girl regarding administration, regarding what's happening to your body. Hopefully you've had this conversation before she's 11 years old so she knows what's happening when it happens. Uh, And I don't think she really, in this particular movie, she didn't really know what was happening, Um, but she kind of figured it out afterwards. But, you know, so that's really what it's about. It's a coming-of-age story for preteens and specifically girls and what women and girls go through during that time of life. Okay, so like, what's your opinion on the poster, like the movie poster and the trailer on the movie? Because, you know, the Netflix movie poster is very suggestive. Little girls sprawled all over the floor in provocative poses, and the trailer is kind of edgy as well. And I think on the surface that's what people are most upset over, people who, you know, who haven't even seen the film. Do you think that yeah. was necessary in order to get people to watch, or do you think they could have done it a different way? Um, well, like I said, it was definitely clickbait. The scene that you see on the poster doesn't happen until the very end of the movie. Um, so sorry, spoiler there. But, um, you know, and it's not really, like I said, what the movie is really about. Um, now, some of the scenes in the movie are a little suggestive, and people have talked about the uh, camera angles more so than what the, the girls are doing. But um, so I, I get I get some of the angst in that regard. Um, but I think what the director was trying to do is um, is shock people into into understanding what was what's really going on. Say the thing is, we um, in America are very hypocritical when it comes to sex and sexuality. And, um, you know, they want to portray women um, as being, on the one hand, pure, godlike, whatever. You have to be Christian. You have to be, you know, this kind of pious kind of way. But on the other hand, there are sexual... Um, things in the media and magazines. Now we have social media, we have Instagram um, that are all very, very sexual, almost to the point of porn. You know, some of the things I see or anyone can see on Instagram, on a regular quote unquote Instagram model site or, um, you know, you know, kind of an influencer or whatever, are very suggestive. And no one's, you know, no one's telling their daughters not to go to that. I mean, they watch the Kardashians and others because the Kardashians were the beginning, but there are many, quote unquote, Kardashians out there now. They kind of model themselves after, you know, Kim Kardashian. So, you know, it's very suggestive with the clothes, with the dances, with whatever. And it's like, well, then what do you, I mean, I don't understand your problem here. Because you can't even compare 
this movie to what our girls are seeing every single day. And that's really what they're trying to say in this movie and maybe why it was so blatant because they want you to see this is what's going on. You need to open your eyes. It doesn't just start at the age of, you know, high school age. It starts much earlier than that of what they're exposed to. And I know the the lead character in the movie is actually 14 years old, so it's not like this is a situation where you had an adult playing a child. I mean, she was still young herself. And the movie yeah. was made in mm-hmm. France, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was made in France. Yes. The movie poster that yes. was released in France simply shows the girls playing. Okay, the movie poster in France right. is like rated G as far as I'm concerned. They're walking down the street having a good yeah, time. Yeah, it's just four girls. Yeah, innocent. just being together. Yeah. And that's most of the movie, really. It's Most of it is just about how they interact with each other. She's a new girl um, coming to a new area. So she is going through just trying to fit in. Um, there, are, Like I said, there are things the reason why she's moved is um, there are things that are happening in her family that um, that are challenging her, and so she is reacting. A lot of the things that are happening in, inside of the movie is her reaction to what's happening at home, how her mother is dealing with what's happening at home. So she's watching how her mother is, what she's going through. There's an elder in the home as well, so you get that perspective. Um, it's a very conservative family. Um, they're Muslim and um, very religious and, you know, everyone has their roles. There's a hint of um, uh, polygamy, things of that nature. So, but that's normal in that particular Islamic, you know, world. So there's a lot of things and she's very angry. And so she's trying to figure herself out like most, you know, young girls, and boys are trying to just trying to figure themselves out. And how do I fit in all this? And then you have social media. So she's on social media. She's looking at it. She, she's trying to figure out what to do. She can't go to anybody to talk about these things. So she just, she's doing it on her own, like the other girls. They're just figuring things out on their own uh, without really any help from their, her parents. And that's something that I'm going to ask a little bit later as far as um... – the communication aspect of things, but but yeah, I mm-hmm. noticed that you know, like I said, the the poster in France was completely different than the one here in the United States that Netflix released, uh, which the director right. said she had, you know, nothing to do with, and said that the Netflix poster is not representative of the film. So a lot of the death really she's isn't. getting, she's receiving is not necessarily her fault, but. Um, you know, Netflix did what they did because they know how we are here in the U.S., and they know using a provocative poster would generate conversation and get people to talk about it. I mean, that's why we're talking about it right now, right? And see, that's the whole thing, and that's what we're talking, and that's what's kind of what the movie is saying, not specifically to um, America, but it is a more Western culture in um, France where she is living, and, you know, and so, you know, they are feeding on that. I mean, we are kind of the entertainment capital of, and even really culture capital of of the world. And people look at our media, TV shows, movies, stars, singers, rappers, whatever, and they say, this is what I want to be, This, or I want to be like that, I want to be free like they are, and or whatever. 
some other countries are very strict and they're they're more more religious or whatever. We claim to be a religious um, society, but in actuality, we're very hypocritical in in the religion that we claim to have, the Christianity or what have you. So, um, so the fact that Netflix choose a poster like that, as opposed to what they did in France, but knowing how we are in America, just like you just said. But then for Americans to come out, which is really where all the backlash is coming from, just from the, you know, preview and the poster, it's it's hypocritical. It's a total hypocrite. They, you know, you, you expect your children, if you don't talk about sex, then you'll never think about it. You'll never have it. And this is what they're saying is like, you have to talk to your children, your girls, your boys about who they are because hormones start much younger than you think. You know, it, they don't start at 16 or 17 it starts much earlier than that, especially for girls because their bodies are preparing to have a child. So we need to discuss these things before they get to even 11 years old. You need to be discussing this when they're nine or 10 before they start their menstruation, because once that starts, a lot of hormones are released in the body, and you change. Your mind changes. You know, it's a very real thing. The chemical imbalance that happens when a teenager, you think your teenager is just crazy. They're not crazy. They're going through hormonal changes. So, so yeah, I find that very interesting, the fact that um, Netflix did decide to choose that as clickbait which is exactly what it was, and the other countries didn't. So because they, you know, they went for what the people would actually respond to, and that's what we respond to, but we don't want to deal with that. So we want to cover it up or something. It's really ridiculous. Yeah, it's the American way. And, um, I mean, <laughs> now the the director who, um, let's see, I believe she's Somali. I think she's from... Somalia herself. Um, her name is, yeah. and I probably butcher her name, Mamuna Dukure. Um, but I know she's been receiving Mahi, death threats. No, it's, about um, it's Mahina Dukure. It's French. But a lot of okay. the um, Africans, Africans are, you know, they have French descent. Um, and, well, they speak French because of the revolutionary colonization, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, yeah, you know. All so right. yeah, it's our, it's ahead, our name. World. To... Go ahead, world <laughs> I tried. I, I tried to figure out how to say her name, and even when I heard it, and you know, she said it many times. I just, I'm like, what? <laughs> but we don't hear those words, those the African or the, you know, those types of phrases. So we don't. It's not common to our brains, so we we have to. Yeah, when I first heard it, I was like, who's the one with Mar- Marmaduke? I didn't. I had it all wrong. <laughs> So God, not Marmaduke. <laughs> That's a throwback Jeez. for those who are old enough to remember that cartoon. Um, yeah, it's about a dog, I, <laughs> isn't right. it? About fucking dog. Yeah, okay, yeah. anyway. Big dog. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see much difference. Um, just from, like I said, I didn't see the movie, but just from watching the trailer, you know, I didn't see much difference in this and then like the little dancing doll reality shows that have been on um, cable network for a lot of the years. So why are those? You mean shows, toddlers and tiaras? I mean, <laughs> is that what you yeah, mean? you can go toddlers and tiaras. You can go. Um, they have some show 
where these kids have a dance group out of Memphis or something. Oh, yeah. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But all of those shows, I mean, why are those not considered something that's sexualizing minors? Well, it does. Um, Toddlers and Tierras specifically um, um, sexualizes young girls who are four years old and younger who start out in pageants. I think pageants are fine, and they're great for teenagers to start out in, like around, um, you know, 15, 16. But for girls who are four and five who are made up to look like grown women, um, who are put on all this makeup and their hair and teeth to look like they're, you know, totally grown, um, is just appalling. And it, it definitely sexualizes young girls who have no clue what they're doing. I mean, not even a little bit. <laughs> but these are mothers who have decided to live vicariously through their child, who probably don't even see their child as an actual, you know, baby or them, you know, they see them basically as as, as dolls. As someone they can, uh, here's, uh, you know, a human being that I can, I own, and I can make them do whatever I want, because that's my child, you know. So, and then, yeah, the other uh, types of shows, the shows Dancing, which is a spinoff from cheerleading, drill teams, all that kind of stuff, and they're very, very young. Um, Yeah, they are, it's very sexualizing itself, but that's okay, because and that's interesting. Most of it come from, comes from the South, Texas, um, Tennessee, and those regions of the world. And <laughs> I mean, come on, it's, 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 wor- it's worse. It's worse because this is reality, and it is something that is happening all the time, and it is something that America seems to think is perfectly fine. But for some reason. They took such offense to this particular movie. And like I said, a lot of them haven't even watched the damn movie. I mean, talk to me when you watch the fucking movie, and then we can have a conversation. And there's some things that, yeah, I could say, like I said before, the angles of the of the cameras was a little bit much. I really didn't need to be that close to her ass to get it, um, you know. <laughs> so there was a few, there was a few things in there that I thought was a little bit much, but if you see the movie, then you can see, okay, oh, well, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't really about what I thought it was about. And that's, and that what I, right. I admit when I watched it, I clicked on it. I was like, oh yeah, this cutie thing, what is this? And I clicked on it thinking I'm going to see, you know, just like what you mentioned, the little dance teams. I thought I was going to see something like that. It's like the creation of that or something. And then when I started watching it, I was like, oh, what does this got to do with the dance? <laughs> this has nothing to do. You know, this has nothing. This is a completely different movie. I, and I was like, I was shocked. And I kept watching because I wanted to know, well, what's, what's go- actually going on? And it was pretty interesting what was happening. And it's a basic movie about, you know, family and all of that and, and religion and just life, really. So, and dancing would just happen to be a part of it. I mean, so, like, the movie also centers around um, poor, I guess, non-white children, maybe don't have access Mm -hmm. to good education, 
And we also, you mentioned multiple times earlier about not being able to openly communicate with their family. And that yeah. appears to be the, what the movie is actually about. But, I mean, do you think that – now, I'm, don't get me wrong. I consider myself a man of faith, but I'm not like some religious zealot or anything like that. I do believe <laughs> that, you know, faith represents a foundation for me, and you kind of have to yeah. take things at a case-by-case basis and, you know, approach things that mm-hmm. way. But a lot of families who may be really, really into their religion, like you say, they suppress certain things because they feel like if if I don't discuss it, then it's never going to happen. So, I mean, can you just real, really quick talk about the importance of being able to talk to your child? And not only that, have your child be comfortable enough to come to you to discuss things that may not be, you know, in your wheelhouse or maybe not be something – that you're wanting to get into at such a young age, but it's necessary in today's society. You know, um, yeah, and I can see, like, in the movie they projected, um, like I said, they were Islamic. And um, Islam, just like the other two major religions, um, you know, they believe in one God. They're very um, specific in their roles as far as what, you can do and what you can't do. It's more like an orthodox as opposed to fundamental or whatever. Different types of religions have different levels. So the, the religion they were in or the, the level they were in was, you know, it affected more than just, you know, church or, you know, whatever, temple on other, you know. And it, it wasn't just going to church and coming home. It, it, it affected all of their lives as part of their culture. So she would basically be, quote, unquote, in a church environment almost on a daily basis. And she had a role as as a child to be a part of it, especially as a girl. And when you get to a certain age, you start assuming certain roles. So roles like um, they go to what we would call prayer meetings, things like that. Um, and when she went, she had to wear you know, different, um, kind of a more modest dress, you know, the um, jihad and, and all of that. And she had to, um, you know, do certain rituals and things like that, that her mother and her um, eldest aunt, you know, were very, very strict about. So she had to be there. And um, while she was there, she played with her phone under you know, her long robe that she had. They didn't know what she was doing. She had her earphones in, things like that. And um, and her mother was going through some things, too, with her father. So, yeah, she didn't have anybody really to talk to because she already knew or felt, you know, she knew um, what her mother would say and or do, and she already had her own problems and all this kind of stuff. And she definitely couldn't talk to her elder, her great aunt, because um, you know, she was very strict in rules and regulations and all that kind of stuff about the religion and, and their life. So she really had no one. But um, what we find out later in the movie, not to be a spoiler, but that her mother recognizes what's happening. And she realizes that she needs to talk to her, her daughter. She needs to be there for her. She needs to be an active participant not just 
telling her what to do, but understanding, having her understand what she can do and what she can't do. And, you know, really talk with her. You have to, you can't just bark orders at children and expect them to just do what you tell them to do because yeah, while they're, while, well, none of, none of it any day, really, because that's not how children think. I mean, they don't know where this is coming from. That's why when you reprimand a child, you must tell them why you're reprimanding them. And, you know, don't touch that stove. Well, why? That's why they ask that question over and over again, because they're trying to get to the root of what you're trying to say, because it doesn't make sense. Um, and you must tell them why. You must tell them, you know, maybe even make a story around it so they understand. And then as they grow, they can build on what you've told them. And, you know, you have to expose them to certain things so they understand it. And, you know, children are sponges. They're listening to everything you do. And a lot of things that uh, hurt parents is that they'll tell the child, don't do this, but then the child is listening to them interact with other adults or whatever, and they see that, well, you're not like that at all. You know, you're lying. <laughs> you're lying to me. You're lying to yourselves. This is all a lie. So they don't trust you anymore. They don't trust what you say, well, you know. So they're just looking at what you do. So you have to be very careful when you're dealing with children, but it, but communication is very important, and you you must talk to them, especially in these developmental ways and developmental roles that they are in at certain stages in their life. Um, you have to be very open and very honest about what's happening to them, why they feel the way they feel. And because children look to the parent as a base of security and love. And they need those two things more than anything else. You know, they need to know that they are secure in their home, that you will protect them. This is an innate um, quality that children have. They look to you to protect them because they know they can't protect themselves. It's just a nature thing. So if you become the source of their pain, then they have nowhere to go but to go out. They have to find somebody or something to protect them. And then you have to be the source of love and, you know, what they need in life, such as food and um, shelter and things like that. If those things are broken, then they don't know what to do or where to go. And they know instinctively that you're supposed to provide this for me until I can provide it for myself, even though they may not know how to articulate that. So that's what was happening in the movie, basically. She didn't, she didn't understand a lot of things. So, and so she just made it up as she went along, basically. And she did it wrong um, in a lot of ways. And of course, in the end, in the end, it, it kind of brings it all together in a very good moral kind of, um, you could see what the movie was trying to say. But you have to make it to the end. You have to watch it. You have to go through it. But most people haven't done that. So, yeah. mm, This is true. And like you said, I mean, preteens are going to act like preteens and do what they think is cool. And if you don't have that open mm -hmm. line of communication with your children, then you're allowing them, a, allowing them an opportunity to seek their wisdom elsewhere, which can be from their friends or social media, you know. And um, yeah. these girls end up running into boys who have the same mentality, and that can lead to a life of 
drama and disrespect for the girls. So I definitely encourage people mm-hmm. to talk to their kids, be there for your girls, educate your boys, you know, on how to treat women, and it'll make life easier for everyone. And, you know, a lot of these kids just emulate what they see on TV. That's why they think, you know, Cardi B and Megan are the truth. They see how people, you know, salivate over them and talk about them. And um, a yeah, lot of cases, right. their mom, in a lot of cases, their moms are enamored with these celebrities. I mean, there are a lot of immature mothers out mm-hmm. there who are subjecting their girls to, you know, hypersexuality unknowingly. And most of the time, girls don't right. even know what they're doing. And some of it's knowingly. Well, that's true. Yeah, sometimes I mean, sometimes it is actually knowingly. They want them to succeed, and they feel this is how they succeed, you know, because hmm. the mother has um, been stuck in a mindset where maybe she's stuck at the age of 19 or stuck at the age of 20, but now she's 30-something with kids, and she's pissed off, <laughs> and she wants to go back <laughs> to to live where she got stuck in, you know. And and this um, happens a lot with people um, developmentally. They um, you get stuck in a in a time where you felt the freest. Unfortunately, that was usually when we were young, and right. um, you don't get help to continue to learn from where you are, so you can move forward in your adult process. And then, but that doesn't happen. So you and you have kids. You know, the whole term of girl interrupted, that's, that, you know, that's really where that comes from, is the fact that something happened to you in your developmental process as a teen, as a young adult, and you went, you kind of skipped those very important parts of your life, and you immediately had to go into adulthood. And, you know, that is, that's very detrimental to a lot of women and men who, you know, who experience certain things in their youth. That's why when you go to your counseling and in therapy, they want to talk about what happened. Let's talk about when you were 11. Let's talk about when you were 13. What was going on at that time? Because that helps, you know, the therapist understand where you stopped in your developmental process. And that's what we need to be dealing with, you know. And so, so we had a lot of that, you know, as we all remember in the 80s when crack cocaine came out. You had all of these young girls and a generation, really, who became drug addicts. And they lost all these years. Some lost it by going to jail. Some lost it by being on drugs. And then which drugs leads you into prostitution, leads you into all kinds of, um, you know, the darker side of the world of crime or, or what have you, or crime adjacent lifestyles. So, and then when you get to a place where you're out of it and you have these children, um, you don't know what to do. <laughs> so you treat them like your sister because you don't know how else to treat them. You know, you treat them like your best friend or your sister or whatever, because you don't know how to be a parent because you missed that part where you were supposed to be taught. Or maybe you didn't have a parent yourself or whatever. And so it's it's a condition that keeps going. It's a cycle over and over again until you can break it, you know, with help. But a lot of times that doesn't happen. And I think what this movie is trying to say or what most people don't want to do, you have to have those hard conversations with your children. 
and you have to talk to them about sex. And you have to be very specific about your word choices. And, um, of course, depending on how old they are, they may not be able to understand. But whatever they understand, that's how much you tell them. But but you first have to be comfortable with your own sexuality before you can have those conversations. And you can't leave it up to the teachers. That You know, the child is not looking to the teachers. They're looking to you. You're my parent. Like I was saying before, they look to you to lead them. It's a natural, innate quality instinct that we all have. And if you don't give it to them straight, um, then, then they're lost and they'll go out and find it somewhere else. That's how gangs were created. And, um, but you first have to be, you know, comfortable with sex. And as we can see from this outcry, most people, most adults are not comfortable with their own sexuality and how they deal with sex and, and life. And so they don't want to talk to their children about it because they can't. They don't know how to how to say it. Very well said. One of my favorite people on the planet, Crystal Hickerson. I appreciate you taking the time to join this this show and uh, let the people know where they can find you. Um, you can go to Crystal Hickerson, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L, Hickerson.com. You can also go to thecrystalshow.com and um, find out where to see me on um, social media, on YouTube, and everywhere from there. All right. Well, I appreciate you joining this podcast edition of the Talk to Q radio show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably only like the seventh or eight thousandth time you've been on the show, but it's always <laughs> great every time, and I appreciate you taking this opportunity to do so. Not a problem. Go see the movie. And that's going to do it for this T2Q podcast. Go to TalkToQ.com, and that way you can sign up for the email newsletter and be alerted to new shows as they come out. I'm on Twitter at TalkToQ, and that's Talk, the number two Q. So I want to thank all of you for listening to this podcast of T2Q, and I'll see you next time.